past gets respect, future gets pursued. Lag up. Hailing from Hollywood, we are the Come Hail Away podcast, the Redskins Away Game podcast. I'm Matt Haverly, hailing from Vienna, Virginia, living in L.A. I'm Lonnie Finley, born in D.C., raised in PG, from the DMV, hailing from Hollywood now, I guess. And I'm Mika Haney, hailing from Hollywood, but actually originally from Santa Clarita Valley, just outside of the Los Angeles area. Welcome to our very first podcast, again, the Redskins Away Game podcast that what is it like to be a fan of the Washington Redskins when you're not living in the DMV? Let's talk a little bit about how we all became fans. Lonnie? Uh, okay, let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Uh, vivid um, images of, of fans and, and burgundy and gold. That's what I remember. Like One of my youngest memories is, is watching my family just cheer after we had won the Super Bowl. This is uh, the 83, 82, 83, 83, 83, 83. I wasn't born in 82. That makes no sense. But that's where it started. I was in the Boy Scouts. I was the person that when you went to the game, they handed out a little bit of banners, fun things before the game. So I handed those out. And then what I did is me and the rest of my troop went and sat in the 50-yard line behind the team. I did that for several years, like seven years straight of doing this. I couldn't be anything but a Redskins fan. Had no other option. So just stay with them. Always been the one diehard team that I was supporting was the Redskins. And I learned about bitterness and, and anger from my fanhood of being a child who was like, what's going on? And then understanding what loss was and dealing with stress and how to counteract people who say things that are absolutely true, but still finding you know clever quips to to come back when you have no basis to come back. So I learned a lot of stuff about being a Redskins fan. Uh, that's where it starts. And here's where we're at. A great way to get uh, coping mechanisms in life. Apparently. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> What about you, Mika? How did uh, you become a Redskins fan? As stated, I'm uh, you know from Santa Clarita Valley. I grew up over there. Uh, there's not much over there but football and Magic Mountain. Uh, oh, I've, that's where that's at. <laughs> Literally just realized what that was. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is to do over there, too. Well, it's changed a little bit now, but we'll get into that some other day. Uh, you know, I grew up over there. I played football for the uh, uh, Santa Clarita Valley Warriors, wore the same colors as the Redskins. So that's that's kind of where it all started. Same and symbol as the Redskins as well? Same symbols. Uh, I'll bring the helmet in. We'll have to show it someday. Yeah, yeah that'd man. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get some pictures of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, won two championships at the same time. The Redskins were winning championships. So, uh, you know, combine the two together. Uh, I remember rocking to uh, the Super Bowl, the 87, where we played the Denver Broncos. Uh, went to a Super Bowl party with the, with the family. Bunch of adults there. I'm this little bratty kid, eight years old at the time, wearing all my Warriors gear, my accoutrement. Everyone was rooting for the uh, Denver Broncos there. Was this high school or elementary school? Yeah, eight years old. Okay. I was, <laughs> was going to say, I thought it was high school, so I was like, you're not that old. You're younger than me. So I was right. like, that can't be right. I was no, about to call fake news on right. you. I was this bratty kid running around, and uh, and I actually won the uh, the pool, you know? They do the pools, and you, you pick the quarters and the times and the, the scores, and uh Believe it or not, I actually got the second quarter right, which was pretty amazing. 35 to 10. Nice. Eight-year-old phenom. <laughs> I know. A wunderkind, as they say. Fell in love with Doug Williams even more, uh, which is didn't seem possible at the time. Uh, Daryl Green is my favorite uh, player in NFL history. He's my favorite player in NFL history. Oh, my God. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. I met him, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. My, my, my cousin played on the same basketball team with his son, uh, and I met him one day. And I went up to ask for an autograph, and he was standing along the side of the basketball court. And I realized, why is no one coming up to him? I'm going to go up and see if I can get an autograph. And he was like, 
I just I just really want to watch my son play basketball. I'm not, I was like, oh, of course, of course, right, right. What I yes, of course, sorry, absolutely. But he was really a gentleman about it, and I was like, no, I totally, I'm not at all butthurt about this because he was absolutely right. I'm here to watch my son play basketball. That's there actually you go. part of the reason why I hate the Raiders because, uh, well, I don't really hate him, hate him, but you know. Chester McLaughlin once told me to go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but he might have just been telling you to go fuck off. Well, I was you, nine years old, so. You know what? Oh, can we, can we, can we, can we, yeah, that's can we, all I was going to say. Yes. Real, real Let's go good. ahead and disclaimer. Yeah, we got to say Disclaimer, that. not safe for work. This is an explicit podcast. If you've gotten this point and your kid's now crying because Mika said fuck, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. You're a bad parent. We're all fans here. A lot of cursing involved. It's part of the. If you've ever been to Fags Field. You should be used to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, uh, I've been a lifelong Redskins fan. This is Matt, by the way, living in Nova, Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Word up to Tyson's Corner. Tyson's. Um, and I just, unfortunately, my sisters were nice enough to have their own separate room, so my brother and I had to share a room. And if I wanted to live in that room, I better be a Redskins fan because my brother is probably one of the most hardcore hopeful negative all mixed emotions redskins fan in the world i'm pretty sure he will die some sunday during a redskins game of a heart attack of the team just messing with his brain yeah that's cool. so yeah so i fell in love with the redskins used to watch with my brother when we became older we used to go to games all the time and you know yeah you, you, the burgundy and gold gets in your blood and you can't get it out I, lo- I love that you have what a lot of people have which is force fandom when you are forced to love the team, and you really just kind of like build up to you. like, okay, well, I guess this is yeah. like a lot of the cowboy fans from the DC area. No, they were no, child molested. Those are child oh, molested people. They didn't really have much of a choice, did they? No, they had a choice. <laughs> no, they had, they had a choice. <laughs> I Those, mean, that's the person that wakes up in the morning, like, you know what I'm doing today? I'm going to be a dick. I'm yeah. going to be a dick all day. <laughs> Those are the that's people who look in the mirror is. and go, I hate myself. I hate the world. I, think I don't have the balls to kill myself, so I'm going to be a cowboy. How can fan. I outwardly show that I'm an asshole? Yeah. Oh, whoa, I don't know, silver and blue. Well, I think of them more like they've been tortured souls all their lives and they just had no other choice than to root for Go them. to therapy. <laughs> Get help. It's it gets better. It's not too late to turn. Don't get around. a giant tattoo of a star on your back with Troy Aikman right. in the middle. You dipshit. We will see if we can post that on the show notes. We're gonna post that in the show notes, right? Um, so real. So that's a little bit about us, and I'm glad that you're joining us for our very first episode. Wait, 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 wait. What about Chief Margallo? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't I mean, just. <laughs> I just wanted him to be that random voice that chimes in, mysterious, dark. But the first episode, we should let them know that there is definitely dark. a huff and puff voice that may come in every now and then. You're like, who's that person? Yeah, the random voice you'll hear from time to time correcting us when we get things wrong is our very own Chief Margala. The voice of God. Hello, how's everyone doing? I'm also from the DMV era. I'm born in D.C., raised out in Virginia, Sterling, Virginia. Right outside of uh, Redskins Park. So I got to interact with a lot of players uh, at various jobs in the area. That's what's up. And uh, used to, <laughs> my best friend used to mow lawns for some of the uh, assistant coaches. So we oh, always got awesome. to go to games over at FedEx for free. So that's awesome. It was that's awesome. They, yeah. They paid you in tickets yeah, instead yeah. of actual <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Totally right. fine with that. Did but, you ever tell Jim Zorn it's burgundy, not black? <laughs> But uh, lifelong fan like you guys. But uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be here. I got my uh, my Google on the computer ready to go to correct you guys when you guys are needing some fact, some not fake news and some fact checking going yeah. on. I Which can, we're uh, gonna need a lot because we're fans. <laughs> right. I'll make sure I'll make sure uh, I'll I'll try to catch all the all the good stuff and maybe I might chime in with a thing or two. I might well. just spew yeah. fake information just to see you Google it. <laughs> 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 like, okay, that's not a thing and it never was a thing. 
<laughs> right. Tony Romo threw for 9,000 yards last year for the Redskins. Matt yeah. can just chime in like, that's not correct. That's that's not correct. I checked Google. Actually, Are you, I didn't because we all know it's not correct. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's responsible with, uh, I'm sorry, Chief Morgallo. Not not Matt. I'm Matt. First correction. Uh, yeah, first correction. We Which are going. You corrected yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we are going with Chief Morgallo, so it's not confusing for you at home of who is who because right. we're both named Matt. Little inside tip. The M and M's. So now it's time for the weekly warpath. This is where we're going to be covering all the news that's been going up in the last couple of months since it's been a little while. And uh, let's just kind of get our takes on a couple different topics. Let's start with Kirk Cousins. Okay, so Kirk Cousins. Uh, let me say this. For some reason last night, I saw uh, Pro Bowl highlights from Kirk Cousins, and I can't find them anywhere on the internet. Uh, maybe you can. Um, Was it a dream? It, it could have been a dream. Take but news again? after watching these Pro Bowl highlights, and I know this is weird because everyone's like, it's Pro Bowl, it's shit, it's not real, it's bullshit. But seeing the intensity with which Kirk Cousins played in this game, there was a point when he threw – uh, oh. A pass to Jimmy Graham. That rundown. Oh. Granted, granted. Well, still my my tease. It's my it's my sorry. It's my he, tease. It's yeah. my, I gotta wait. Right. Yeah. It's foreplay. Don't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my it's my build. My build is the sorry. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's my so, bad. Um, Kirk Cousins. All right. So last last night I was watching some um some highlights from the Pro Bowl, which I know it sounds funny. Highlights from the Pro Bowl. But Kirk Cousins came in towards the end of the game, and the other NFC quarterbacks have been doing shit because why? They don't care. Uh, he was actually filling for Aaron Rodgers, who he likes to call the uh, the Gandalf Wizard. I love when Josh called you Gandalf, man. You really are a wizard, man. You really are a wizard, though. You're the best. Man. Um, and he he came in the game, and his intensity during the Pro Bowl was something where I was like, this guy can't turn it off. He can't play. Like down, he will never play down. So he threw two passes, one of which was dropped, which was a touchdown to Jimmy Graham because Jimmy Graham was like, "I'm not, I don't care about this. It's Pro Bowl. It's stupid." The second one he threw, bounced right off Jimmy Graham's hands into Lorenzo Alexander's hands. Former Redskins miss him still. Zo. And he went and he lateraled that to Akeem to leap. Now Akeem to leap is running down. You know Akeem to leap. He's going to try to score. That's what he tries to do every time. And who runs him down? Kirk Cousins during a Pro Bowl game. With intensity, because he was like, I don't know how to do anything else. Sir. And sir. forces a fumble. When I saw this, when I saw him force the fumble, when I saw this happen, I was like, just pay this dude. Because well, he's going to play nonstop. He's never going to quit. He can for, only first have of all, one speed. When your quarterback makes a play like that, mm -hmm. it's Kirk motherfucking cousin. Everyone get in on the high five party. <laughs> in in a Pro Bowl, something where he didn't have to do that, and he wasn't doing this to try and no. show off. He doesn't do that. He did this because hey, he's like, "This is how I play." It's like Sean Taylor on. killing a punter on a, in the Pro Bowl, yeah. which mm -hmm. I love. I watch yeah. that at least like five times a year. Yeah, at least right? <laughs> exactly all the major holidays. But yeah. what do you think? You think it's like, is it time to to pay this man? And what's going on with all this stuff? I, I think a lot of things, right? Of course, um, you know the contract isn't simple. We've been you know dragging ass on this for two years now. There's now everyone switching their opinion in the media about, well, they blew this one two years ago. It's like, well, revisionist history, right? You know, at the time, everyone thought it was a great idea. Or for a football reference, Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> Everyone's playing that that second fiddle there trying to, you know, would this have been, you know, better at the time? Of course it would have been better. Every Redskin fan was thinking, look, you can get Kirk's son long-term for $16 million a year. Do it, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we were all thinking. We're like, right. just do it then. 
But is that realistic to think that was going to happen at the time? Like at the time, was he worth sixteen million? I, you know, and were you willing to commit to it? It would have been criticized had we done it then. Right. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. We're, right. we're going like, we, to, we've established, and we haven't established and, here on this show, but we're going to, we understand that the Redskins get criticized about a lot. Of stuff. Well, and the Redskins are the Redskins, right? So, like, a lot of things we do, uh, you know, they don't work out. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, I can't really fault the organization for thinking that way. Like, let's take, you know, prudence, you know, let's, let's, let's put everything on the back burner, let's figure this out. So now they figured it out. Now they know they want him, but now you're going to have to pay a hefty price for him. And I think he's earned it. So, like, you know, when people scoff at, like Bruce Allen said this week, uh, again, uh, or was it last week? He said, uh, basically, uh, you know, we're willing to pay the franchise tag again if it comes to that. Who, what, wait, what name did he say, actually? Who did he say he's willing to pay? Well, the problem is they're going to get yeah. No, no. no, no. Well, who no. did he say he's willing to pay? Uh, Kurt's going to be our quarterback. Kurt. Cousins. Oh, Kirk yeah. Cousins. He's not Kirk. <laughs> Cousins. He's not going to pay Kirk. Hey, Bruce. He's, he's going to play Kirk. His name is Kirk. Right. It's got yeah. a K on the end of it. It's not a T. I know it's hard for you. Yeah. Just try a that, little It's a weird phenomenon with Redskins, right? Is it, right. You know, Jim Zorn, black and gold. Uh, well, it's he, he keeps simple, saying Kirk Cousins. It's as simple as you go in your head, go Captain Kirk. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty Kirk. simple, right? Kirk. Yeah. Kirk. James yeah. T. Kirk. Right. This has been pronunciation with come hail away. But let me, let me chime in on that because I'll actually say though. Biggest things that annoy me about the DC media right now is one, it, because there's been so much talk with Bruce Allen and Kirk uh, Cousins talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to emphasize that. <laughs> um, is parsing every single word they say. Uh, so he said, What do you think now? He said, We would be willing to sign him again next year on the franchise. When he says, We, who do you think he means? Do you think he means the Redskins? Do you think he means him and Snyder? Do you think he means this? Now, what shorts was he wearing? Right. Let's take the next word. Now, he <laughs> said this. It's just like analyzing. And then Kirk's like, I noticed he didn't are- have a logo on anything he was wearing right. in the interview. So, like, does what does that, that mean? mean? Does that mean he's leaving the team? Does right. that mean he's moving on from the Redskins? Is he also fired? It's just, it's he, funny how the media has yeah, to talk about it for 27 hours a day. He and cut his hair shorter right. than normal. Like, what does that mean? What does, what that, does mean? that mean? I mean, does that mean he doesn't like here, Kirk? Here, and I think about this too. From the devil's advocate standpoint, during the off season, when your show is specific, specifically about the Redskins, sometimes you're like, "Look, we really don't have shit to talk about, so we got to analyze everything." <laughs> you I know get what? it. You know what? Hold but on, hold you on. can take a different approach to that too. <laughs> yes. Yes. The approach yeah. they take to it is like, "All right, look, we're just going to find the negative and we're going to pull it out." Why? Because it's easy and people easy. click on it. It's easy. Clickbait. 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 Right. Yeah, here's my as a fan, right? Like this is one of the most frustrating things about the media, especially during the off season, is we're sitting here. We, we just want to. We want to digest anything. We need you can anything, give us. anything. Yeah. Give me anything. And and you know the media is like, let's just throw out the genre. But you know, here I am sitting. Well, okay. Well, what about the new additions to the team? Right. What about the guys? You know, how are they going to fit in? There's a lot of position battles we could talk about. Now I get wanting to wait until OTAs or training camp to kind of talk about that. But there's so much going. On. Like nobody's talking about, um, you know, the 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 loss of the uh, the coordinators, but the way we replace them. You know, you know, that's, it's been like a minuscule conversation. I know we'll get into that later, but, um, it's just an idea to talk about, like, there's so much going on around this team and why do we got to focus on these drama points? You know, the contract is enough where there's a lot of minutiae to talk about that actually makes sense about like, why do you give them the money? Well, you know, does it make sense to give them, do you believe in Kirk Cousins? What is he going to do going forward? Like really one of the, one of my favorite topics to think about, as I say, because, not a lot of people are discussing it um, with going forward is Kirk Cousins. What's the next step? 
right? Can he get better? A lot of people say he's reached the ceiling. I've heard, no. I've heard Bucky Brooks say that, you know, uh, on NFL Network. He's, he's who he's going to be, right? It's just who you get around him that make his, makes him better at this point. I disagree with that. Yeah. My, my big thing is I've said this, you know, we're at the bar a million times, and, and I think I've said it probably more than anybody cares to hear. How many audibles does he call at the line of scrimmage? Mm, Not very many. No. There's some hot route stuff that they do. Um, mostly it's run right, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I predict every single time successfully. So I'm wondering why the other defensive coordinators haven't figured that one out yet. Shh, don't, don't tell them. them. Yeah, what the, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, Mika? By the way, when Kirk Cousins slaps his right hip, other that's teams, what's please don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah, they watch film. Come on. <laughs> so so wait so wait wait your your point is that we should we should what we should sign him because he has more to offer it, well first of all there, there's a lot we can get into right there's x's and well, we don't have time for that yeah nobody's got time for that so to try and cut it straight up just look at the production right and look at my favorite stat that was pulled out from uh, pff pro football focus uh, our favorites over there with analytics metrics advanced advanced metrics for those of you who believe in that stuff um they, they pointed out that he faced the league's toughest defenses throughout the course of the regular season last year. So you look at that and you look at what he was able to produce, which was right on par with Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. And uh, I don't know how you say that's irrelevant in any way, shape or form, you know, and, and to the people like, you know, NFL top 100 putting him at, you know, what is he? 60, 70. No, he's 70, 70. That's 85 last year. It's asinine to my, in my opinion. It's just, right. I mean, look, look at almost 5,000 yards passing. Well, he owns the Redskins passing record. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So don't the players, do the players pick the top 100? Yeah. Yes, they do. Right. So, I mean, he's not flashy. He, you know, he talks about Gandalf the gray, you know, I mean, I don't think the players <laughs> are always taking into account the stats though. So I'm right. saying so anyway, let me end this conversation on this. So one, I mean, how much is he getting this year? 24. 24. 24 million. And if the, we the exact bring, number got is 21 million 268,000. 21 million. 21 million. Oh, that's not so bad. just just north of that. Uh, Last year he got 19 nine, that's uh, right. 953. So And if we put him on the franchise tag next year he's getting what 30 uh, 32 million. 32. Or it's, definitely north of of 30. Yeah, that's a 32. franchise a transition tag would be 28 million. Right. So how much do you guys want to pay him to resign? I'm thinking he's getting 26 27 million. And I think that's the first two years. And how many? Yeah, first two years. And it'll probably be around twenty-five average after that. Uh, he's going to get a huge bonus because I mean, you look at the guarantee. It's that's the eight hundred pound gorilla. Is he's guaranteed to have made within three years seventy-six million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'll pay him whatever. I don't care. <laughs> that's it. My answer is that. My answer is pay him whatever. I don't care. My answer is I don't want to go back into mediocrity trying to find a quarterback. Just, My answer is just pay to him give whatever. you just to give you guys just a little insight on where we are last year. Andrew Luck signed a hundred forty million dollar deal, which would be about twenty three point three million per season at a forty seven million guaranteed. Yeah. So you're definitely looking north of that if we're oh, signing yeah. Kirk Cousins. I think the number was talked about as fifty five million guaranteed, probably right. sixty million guaranteed. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm I'm fine with twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. For that, but I would actually give him probably a three year guarantee. And really, I'm I'm gonna go on the record now and say it gets done. Yeah. It's yeah. before July fifteenth. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's, and I'll end this with this. That's the greatest part about this: all the talk, all the the debate. As soon as it gets nothing's done, nothing's gonna. Well, no, 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 nothing's gonna happen until literally the day before the deadline. Yeah, well, Kirk Cousins say uh, deadlines make deals. Yeah, exactly. So. so moving on from that. Yep. 
Let's talk about uh, free agents, who we've signed, who we got. Yeah, how do we help Kirk Cousins? And going into the blooming bromance between Pryor, what are you guys' thoughts on Pryor? Uh, so I, I filled in last year on a friend's show. Um, it's called AFC Northerners. Shout out to uh, those guys. Um, big help and uh, some of the stuff we're going to be working on. We'll, you guys will meet them later, and we actually will have a, probably a Ravens fan on at the point we play him during preseason, just throwing it out there. Uh, so my boy Jam was like, yo, he's like, can you fill in for our Browns fan? And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I do that? He's like, we literally just need someone who knows sports just to talk about some of the Brown stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about it from my perspective as a Redskins fan. I was like, came at him. And I was like, you guys were shit. You know you were shit. That's it. I'm not saying anything is new. But what I will say is the one thing you can do that would that it, you just have to is you have to bring Terrell Pryor back. I was like, you got to bring him back to the team because he is the greatest thing you have going right now. And I was like, and I ended this segment with like, with, and don't let him go because the Redskins might just get this dude. And I said this, and it happened, and I was like, okay, so you fucked up. But that's how highly I think about this dude. He is a guy who is a converted quarterback who is playing wide receiver. His knowledge of the game is beyond where a lot of wide receivers are. He understands blocking. He understands so many different aspects of how to play the wide receiver position. He's tall. He's possibly the fastest guy on the team. Multiple different things are happening with this guy. And we signed him on a one-year show-me-what-you-got contract. I love it. I love it. I'm about it. New segment, Nostralani. (laughs) (laughs) Lonnie predicts the future I will you know it's funny you say that that I'm going to be drunk in in probably an hour it's funny you say that last year like well I the Sue Cravens things is like my one of my claim to fame so we we can get into that another day but uh outside of that I had the 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 Josh Norman thing so we we talked about like who would be our favorite acquisition in the offseason and I just put it out there I said Josh Norman is like uh, pipe dream that's who I want you know not going to happen that's who I want. They're mm-hmm. going to franchise tag him. Sure enough, they franchise tag him. We all know how that went. We wound up with Josh Norman. Through the moon, right? Over the moon, around the moon, everywhere yes. near the moon. You mooned a couple people. Yes. <laughs> Especially Carolina fans. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> this year, <clears throat> well, first was Calais Campbell. I really wanted Calais Campbell, but that didn't go through. Um, then I wanted, actually, I wanted Zach Brown. Got Look at that. that. We got Zach Brown. But I wanted Terrell Pryor. That was also something I thought pipe dream not going to happen. Moving along, Heck, well, uh, look at what we got now. We got Terrell Pryor. We got Josh Doxson coming back, who looks phenomenal. Apparently, um, you know, I, I know Matt. We'll, over we'll, here. we'll get to that <laughs> subject in a little bit. We'll talk about Doxson a little later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into. Well, it's like having another first round draft pick, right? All, <laughs> all over again. All over again. But um, you know. But you want to talk about some of the other things we did for Kirk Cousins? Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, that's not before you. Before we get into too much, your thoughts on Pryor? My thoughts. So everything I'm hearing coming out of OTAs is spectacular. Uh, I don't know if he's faster than Deshaun. I doubt it. But everybody's telling, talking about how incredible his speed is, and that's for his speed. height. Well, that's what I'm saying. For his height to be that fast, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Something else I want to point out too, minus maybe Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are not a dumb breed. And, and this guy is pretty smart. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, Kirk Cousins talked a lot about that. You know, just no wanting, keeping him accountable to where he's going to put the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's something that Kirk Cousins does falter on from time to time. So you know, mm. having him account. Well, you look at some of the like Tom Brady always throws it I'll, ahead when it needs to be ahead or behind when it needs to be no, behind. No, I, I would actually. I'll, I'm going to fight you back on this, and I'll go with 
Kirk Cousins and the receiver are not always on the same page of where he needs to throw it. For example, if you remember two years ago, I want to say it was like the second game of the season or something like that in the two years ago, and Jordan Reed ran a route, and it was an option route, and Kirk went, I'm looking at the defense, here's what he's going to do. He didn't do that, and that's when the pick happened. Yeah, and I mean, so he's not on the same page as the receivers. That's what's going to be. That, yeah. And at a, at a third piggyback, uh, I'm going to go back to what Miko was saying. No, sometimes that motherfucker will underthrow or, or <laughs> miss passes where you're like, there is no miscommunication. No. It's on you. However, what I've noticed is that he's doing a lot less of that. Yeah, a lot less of that. He's doing a lot less oh, yeah. of that. As his confidence builds up, he's putting the ball, like you say, where Tom Brady ugh, puts the ball. <laughs> the right he puts the right place, right time, lead your receiver, don't get him killed. Well, and what this, really quick, what this means especially is we haven't seen at Redskin Park for a while, like a while, mm-hmm. is being able to throw back shoulder throws, right. 50-50 balls. A fade. Uh, having a guy run a post route at six foot four, and you can just throw it up above his helmet and then dare the cornerback, like, stop me. <laughs> yeah. So let me do this. I'm going to transition here to just sum up the free agency. Outside of Pryor, since we're all apparently madly in love with Pryor, um, who's going to make the biggest impact in our new free agents? Brian Quick. Um, you brought up, bring up, who else did well, we pick up? Who's going to Swearinger? Who's going to bring be the most impactful? This season, we made a lot of great acquisitions. No, no, I, you got to pick one. No, this is, this my, is Sophie's choice. My favorite Maybe acquisition the of the offseason entirely is Jim Tom Sula. Um, well, and so if we're not counting coaches, no, just free agents, just just well, just, he was just, he was a coach free agent. No, just a, just a, just player, <laughs> just yeah. player. calling you out. You tell us what the player is going to make the most impact. Tell Stick us to so the rules, drafts as well, or just free no, agents? just the free no. agents okay. we got. God. So just, I don't he understand. Not, he can't he just, play. He can't play he, he does, inside the box. He's like, I don't want to play inside the box. <laughs> right. I got my own box. I'm playing inside right. of that. <laughs> right. It's my sandbox. And I'll then, do what I want. And, my, and it has coaches in right. it. And it has ex-players. And it has all sorts of Redskins all real, real quick, front real office. Quick. <laughs> right. Have you ever thought about running for politics? Because <laughs> you asked me, you got a direct question. And free he, agent pickup. And he's like, let's talk about the coaches. That's not what I then, said. But That's not what I said. But then you're already into it. And you're like, how are we actually, we actually went here with him. We're actually talking about something completely different. No, <laughs> we are reining this in, Mika. You answer, yeah, answer the, the question. question. Answer it. Hold your feet to the fire. What here. free agent player is going to make the most other impact? other than Pryor? Other than Pryor, yes, not including Pryor. Um, Don't say Pryor. You're going to say Pryor, aren't you? Zach no. Brown. Yeah. That, oh, okay. okay. All right. Nice. Nice. I'm going to say Zach Brown. I think Swearinger is going to make a huge impact, but Zach Brown is going to be what linchpin. It's like you know, like the bridge. You got to have the linchpin. Mm-hmm. That's it. It, he puts everything together because it links the two, the front seven to the back seven. Um, having him run around sideline to sideline. If anyone watches tape um, at all out there, you know, we're fans. Mm-hmm. But if you check it out, just watch him run sideline to sideline. He had a game last year that PFF calls the best uh, game from a linebacker in the last decade. Uh, wow. He just run around the field, just making tackles yeah. left and right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you put him in that thumper role and you allow. Compton, sorry everyone. Uh, Compton's staying. Sorry, Compton's going to be starting. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, but with him there calling the plays, you got Jonathan Allen holding guys up the front. We'll get into that more later, uh, along with some of the other defensive linemen. And then Zach Brown running sideline to sideline is going to make a huge difference, especially having that speed on third down. Lonnie, I'm going to go Swearinger. I was thinking Brown too, but I'm going to go Swearinger just because someone who is going to have uh, has the mindset, and you can already see that like. We're going to build this defense on swagger and aggression. Nasty. And we we look. Here's the thing. The thing was before 
Last year, we had a lot of – we had Josh Norman bringing the swagger in, but you always didn't have the player who was going to deliver. And so now I feel like we're putting the players in there, but we've ramped up the swagger and the talk to a level where I'm like, holy shit, we got something right now. So I'm going to go Swearinger just because I believe that, like, his attitude and the fact that, like, he's, he's – it's another person where I'm not wondering, is this guy going to beat us? Or, or, or do we have an issue here? And so I think he kind of locks – I think I think he, he's going to be one of those impact guys that – we're gonna not have to question it, and it, and he may not even be talked about because we not we're not questioning it. There's no there's no lapse there. Go ahead. Well, and guess what? Tie breaking vote going to Swearinger. <laughs> Swearinger. Nigga got outvoted here. <laughs> no, I definitely think Zach Brown's gonna be amazing for the team, but is he night and day upgrade over what uh, Sua and um, well Mason Foster had a nice rating for right. the season, but. And that, um, and and that's where I say, where were we hurting the most? And I, and, and I'll linebackers actually, against the pass, though. Yeah, but I'll actually I'll actually put it this way: Why I think Swearinger, even beyond his natural talent and everything else, is again, and we're going to get into this later, his connection with Norman. He, they're boys. They've been playing together for years. They played together. I think high school. Is that right? They were on the high school same. They were on the same high school team. Yeah, and then he went to Coastal Carolina. Josh. Norman oh, did. Chief Margala wanted to chime in to go. You are correct, sir. <laughs> He's got it right. <laughs> you do move on to the next round. You answer that question correctly. <laughs> um, but that's where I think Swearinger. It's that connection. It's that uh, oh, communication guess- between the corners and the safeties, and and knowing where you're going to be and where you're going to play. Because I heard from. Uh, I was listening to something. And Norman was talking about, you know, a couple of times he kind of was like, oh, I'm covering this guy. Okay, I'm going to let him go to then cover or play the zone or, or go somewhere else to play something else. And he was like, of course, the other guy behind me at safety, he's a professional. He'll be in the right spot. And the guy was not in the right spot. I think their connection is going to play big in the sec that when Norman says, okay, I can let this guy run past me because guess what? The safety's got him. The safety is actually going to get him. Yeah, yeah, he's actually going to do what we pay him millions of dollars to, to do, do <laughs> and just do your fucking job. Here's what I love. To, uh, okay, so really quick point I want to make about uh, Swearinger, and then we can move on. But um, and it's telling to me. It's a, it's telling, and b, what I love about the acquisition is Zach Brown. They just we got Zach Brown, right? So you add Zach Brown to the linebacking core. We didn't really do much else there at the linebacking core, right? Which tells you they feel like, eh, we had Zach Brown. We're okay there. They got Swearinger. They added two safeties in the draft. They added another one via free agency. They moved Sua from linebacker back to to strong safety. I think they're they're supporting Swearinger just in case. You know they're hedging their bet a little. You know you know who I like and nobody talks about Everett. Is it Everett? Oh, Deshazer Everett. Yeah, Everett. Everett. Sorry, my bad. Met him last year at the outside the hotel. I like him. I think he's got a lot of room to grow and he could be a good safety. No, he's got a lot of talent, just like a a Dunbar who who. Still gets left off the radar, but uh, I think Dunbar's got a really good potential to be an outside corner in this league. Right. There, there's there, the thing about this is like we you can't have enough talent because the, and you know we had, injuries happen. Two yeah. guys go down, and you're like, oh, we had three safeties, now we have one. You this know is mean? this fun, is the McLuhan you know? plan. This is the who's yeah. who's been missing. Well, speaking of speaking of adding talent, the draft. Yeah, let's move to the who's draft. who's impacting retarded style this year. <laughs> Jonathan Allen. It's just it's, just, it's Jonathan Allen and, all and day. Have fa- you ordered your Jonathan Allen? I gotta, Jersey, I gotta yeah. find out what his nickname's gonna be, and maybe I'll find his uh, um, total war handle, you know, and, and put that hey, on my here, jersey. <laughs> here, I, I just uh, want to. I'm sorry. It. Wait, what did you just say? Uh, yeah, it, Jonathan Allen. For those of you who don't know, he's a huge uh, gamer, PC gamer. Okay. Builds his own PCs. He plays Total War, which is a game on PC. 
So little little tip to all the listeners out there, uh, explain something about Mika. His wife and his children eat cat food. Uh, they live in a cardboard box. <laughs> he spends all his money on Redskins gear. All of it. Um, in video games. Yeah, in video games. And <laughs> and his wife and his child suffer. They It looks like, if you ever think of Little Annie Orphan, it's kind of like that. There's a sandbox in the corner. Yeah, that he goes outside of all the time, apparently. Uh, yeah. But nevertheless, <laughs> so I, I always can expect me to have three to four new jerseys a year. A year. I'm lucky if I buy one a year. Well, that might slow down based on traveling. You know, this is the new thing I'm I'm going to be doing. But um, but yeah, I'm. And for those who don't know, uh, I I'm I've got a niche now where I'm picking uh, nicknames. So, okay. Yeah. Over especially, players. and this is talking about you know uh, our superstitions as fans or or the things that we've dealt with as our coping mechanisms. Yeah. I've bought so many jerseys that are useless now. So it's really something you got to look into. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I got that Crowder jersey, you know, rookie year because I was like, okay, he's looking good. Halfway, right, <laughs> halfway through extensions. the season, he, he was looking good. And I was like, great, I can at least wear this for four years. My wife bought her Ryan Kerrigan jersey, the money side of that five year deal. Yeah, exactly she was like, boom, five year deal. I can buy it. I'm safe now for the next five years. Yep. We're good. Yeah. So Jonathan Allen, you think is going to be the killer? Uh, John, like people aren't even mentioning him in, as defensive rookie of the year potential, and I think they're silly. It's he's going to flash so much on the scene. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, mind you, I think some of that might be because we're playing the Philadelphia offensive line, the New York. Well, the New York's not offensive line. It's not that good, but um, it's getting better, but no. Um, and the Cowboys offensive line, which is a monster. Um, the Raiders also has a really, the Raiders have a really good offensive line. So that's going to be an interesting game as well. But Jonathan Allen is push pull. Tom Sula is going to coach him up. You get a nose tackle in there that that can suck up blocks, and and it's just going to be, I I'm I'm predicting about seven and a half sacks. That's like the bottom for me. Um, so I'm I'm thinking about seven and a half sacks for Jonathan Allen, probably a ton of tackles for loss, and um and really just allowing our linebackers to roam around and kill people. Uh yeah, all right. I mean, I I'm not wrong on that. Um, I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna go with. Sammy J. Samaj P. Ryan Perrine, <laughs> because they're not really sure how to say his name. Oh, Samaj? Samaj. No, 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 Sammy, no, no, no. Sammy J. I've, I've, I've Sammy J. P. Ryan. I've listened to this a billion Sam times. Sammy J. It's Samaj P. Ryan. Sammy J. P. Ryan. No, Samaj. Samaj. P. Ryan. Samaj. Samaj. Perrine. Samaj Perrine is definitely, uh, we'll get your name right or we won't. It's just, this is what Depends we're on doing. what you yeah. do. Uh, but but I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna go that direction because I think the running back is an issue we've kind of dealt with for a, a good while since honestly I really feel like it's Clinton Portis and I'm like I'm trying to think has there been anyone else that's kind of like no he's not as consistent Alf's, Alf's rookie year he broke his, the, his he broke rookie, yes Clint but his Portis's rookie year record. was based upon the fact that like honestly Redoption. you didn't know where yeah where, so um yes 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 so but I'm not gonna throw Al in there because he ain't with the team anymore I want someone who's gonna be consistent. Here's my Neither deal. is Clinton Boris on the team anymore. Right, but he's also old and kind of, I mean, he's actually in so pretty good shape. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's going to be Smaji Perian <laughs> because he, he just is going to bring, <laughs> he's going to bring some intensity and that direct run style that I think we need. And I think we need to, we need to set the tone with our running backs about what we can deliver because you have to take the pressure off, Kirk, by actually threatening that we can run the ball and i think that's a nice fresh little young blood thing in there it's gonna boost up r kelly oh man i love r 
Bob Kelly. Uh, and it's going to give Chris Thompson a little bit of like, you know, he's got to be a flash and dash as opposed to just having someone who's like, you know, we're not running the ball. They're just getting 30 yards this game. We can't do any more of that shit. We got to be getting some. We have to have 100-yard games on a consistent basis. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't cut this. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, we're gonna keep it for later. At some just point. G- give me a fucking like a break. commercial or Please. something. Please, there's, like, there's like a huge banging right by your microphone. I'm just like, way to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, just it would just just I just one, one goddamn thing. Fucking. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. So it's weird because like apparently, um, um, legally blonde has broken to our studio here and uh, is is having a, a full reenactment of the you movie. Know, you know what's hilarious is I listened to a. Yeah, the podcast makes fun of movies. They were making fun of Legally Blonde. I was listening to that before you came over. You inspired this. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and, they, and they this. literally notated this podcast was like, you know, so in the show, she has two best friends. Their only purpose is to show up and go, oh, girl. He's like that's LeVar Ball. He's yeah. speaking it into that's, existence. That's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> no Strelani. No yeah. Strelani again. Well, I, I'm going to speak in a little bit of silence for a moment from, from that so we can finish this fucking show. Well, let yeah. me finish what I was, uh, the point I was making there. So we, um, so we lost Sean McVay, right? All right, you know we can clap, and he's gone. Wait, are we moving on Wait. to coaches now? No, we were, we're I'm, still on. I'm telling you how oh, okay. we supported uh, this this draft pick of oh, Samaj. Are, are we clapping that he's gone, or that we? Yeah, I'm him? not. I no, no, it's a slow clap. Like we appreciated you. Oh, okay, good. Uh, all right, see you later. Yeah, okay. Um, and but we added. Well, we we promoted uh, Kavanaugh, right, mm. Matt Kavanaugh. But that's really basically he's going to be Gruden's mouthpiece. And everyone, the debate's been going for. He's going to run the ball more. That's what. Right. That's what Gruden's going to want to do. Not a lot more, but certainly more. And he wants to run it with attitude. And how did he support this more by getting Terrell Pryor, um, knowing we have Jackson. Now we lost to Sean Jackson and Garcon. Garcon blocked. Jackson not so much. And we've got guys in there. No, now. no, no, not at all. Is the is not at all. You said it. <laughs> he didn't block at all. No, he you're couldn't. Right. You're right. No, he's he, too he's too frail out there. I mean, he, he tried. He gave good effort from time to time, but you know, you just can or can't do certain things on on the football field. Scott Scott McLuhan liked to say, you know, I, I like big bullies because they just move people. You know, um, so and we got these big receivers who are going to block on the edge. I mean, all this stuff is geared to we're going to run the ball more, folks. Um, so so I, I like the the P Ryan addition. Um, I think it's a good draft pick. I think it's better for short yardage specifically it remains to be seen whether he'll he'll win the position overall and take the bulk of the carries i think it's looking that way i mean we're obviously running back by committee this is not a you know, right we didn't get one of those guys we didn't pick up jamal charles which right. i would have been happy about i'll put it to you this way i i definitely think samaj p ryan's going to contribute i don't know for sure if he is going to be our number one back or, or if it's going to be rob kelly it's kind of up in the air I kind of feel like Keith Marshall might make a comeback, even though he didn't appear last year at all. He was kind of injured. He might pull a doc, uh, Josh Doxson and show up and, and, and be present. I think the one name that people are kind of forgetting in this conversation, although Gruden tried to remind us this week. Matt Brown? Chris Thompson. I oh. didn't forget him. I said I, he definitely. mentioned oh, okay. yeah. I think that he should be on the field more. Yeah. I think he needs more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, He's going to be on a lot more. If he can stay uh, healthy. I think he will. Thompson's not – am I missing that he – was he you, majorly injured? No, he no, had a couple well, nicks last year. But no, no, was, not last year. The years before that, yeah. he uh, was always hurt. Yeah, no, he got to build consistency. No, right. well, so said, he's had one good yeah. season where he played the whole season. Now let's see if he can build on that. So your your draft pick, Matt, is who? Uh, tough. You know, I love all my children. Pick one. I don't have any children. Uh, I'm gonna go with Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah. Even though, even though I'm, I'm, I'm questioning how much, much, how much time he's actually gonna get. 
Uh, Ryan Anderson, I also, that's, and, and I'm actually going to pull an audible here on you guys and kind of switch up subjects here. Let's talk about the linebacking court in just that side. Who's going to date Ryan Kerrigan this year? Who's going to be the uh, right hand of him? You know, if he's on the left, who's on the right? We got anything from Preston Smith to Junior Gallette to Trent yeah. Murphy when he's not on drugs. I'm almost afraid to mention Junior Gallette. Right, or Ryan Anderson. <laughs> he might get hurt. It's like Beetlejuice. You say his name three times, right. he breaks the Achilles. Um, but who out of those four, who's going to be the dominant other side linebacker from Ryan Kerrigan? Unless Anderson just takes off from camp. I think uh, Murphy, when he comes back in week five is or six, because they're out of bye week, week five. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's going to wind up kind of, a, you know, taking over that role again, unless Preston Smith really shows something out in training. I've heard that he's done a lot of stuff. He's, he's, he's uh, lost some weight. He's gotten stronger and uh, he's ready to come working. I'm going to, I'm going to go Galette. I'm going to go Galette because it's just at some point it has to come to fruition. Out on a limb. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going out on a limb. I think this is the time when like, I got to go. We look, we paid him for multiple years of not playing. Yeah. This has to minimum, be the though. Minimum. Right, minimum. No, I get this minimum, but the idea is that like I think that this is it. I think that what has happened now is that those two those two years before it, it he wouldn't have been as effective. Now this is when it's gonna come to a point where you're gonna see he's gonna deliver and him and Ryan are gonna be just forces of nature. I, I, I hope I, so. Hold on. I want I wanna clear something up for the fans here. If when he said I'm going to go Galette, if you heard I'm gonna Google it, that's what I heard. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to Google that. Yeah, yeah. You said it so smooth. I'm going so to go. Quickly, I heard. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it. I'm, I'm like. I'm gonna go. Gonna Google who's the. I'm lineman? going to go. Junior Gillette. Okay. Yes, thank you, thank Junior you. Gillette. Uh, and but I, I do use Gillette, and I don't like Gillette. Okay, what? I yeah. like Gillette, yeah. but I don't wait, like. Wait, wait to bring this down. Gillette. 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 Confuse myself. All right, moving. The, moving we're, we're, on. I'm, into, I'm, I'm drinking a really mini beer right now. And I'm, I'm, it's the yeah. airplane bottles of beers. Yes. <laughs> Stolen from an airplane, by the way. Right. Um, yeah, I absolutely think, I actually think if it's not Galette, it's, it's Ryan. It's Ryan Anderson. It's one of the two of them. Trent Murphy, though, did exceptionally well in, again last year where he actually, I kind of wrote him off as nothing. Uh, he impressed me. He did better than, and, and Preston Smith had his little slump, sophomore slump. I don't know if he comes back for him. I think it's either Ryan or Junior Gillette, and that's it. I think the issue was with Preston Smith is he's got to start working on another move because you can see him to do the bull rush over and over again or, or try to get around the side. So once he starts working on that, hopefully, you know, the defensive line coach, Tom Sula, gets that in there. Um, you know, Ryan Anderson, again, whether or not he gets a lot of playing time early, I think they're going to try. The thing is, is we've been looking for that speed rusher, mm-hmm. the speed complement. So Gillette is that. We still haven't replaced that. Like we don't have a guy on the roster that 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 fits quote unquote speed guy speed rusher. So um, outside of Galette, so if if Galette can pull that off and stay on the field enough to to be that guy, he's gonna pop on everybody's page because he's definitely a good player. And if he's still got that first step, watch out. So and and to that point, like I, I think that's another thing. As as fans, we look for stories, and I think we got a lot of really cool stories that that could become great stories like Galette. Mm-hmm. You know, with his injuries, it, it, where was he? All of a sudden, people go, "Whoa, look, Colette is on the Redskins!" Oh my God, I forgot that. You know, same thing you got with with Swearinger is another guy. Um, we got uh, Fabian Moreau. You know, there's been st- stories about him. Um, you know, the same thing goes for uh, Jonathan Allen. I mean, it's just all over the 
all over the roster now we got we got guys who you're kind of rooting for kirk cousins you're kind of rooting for most people are rooting for him you know terrell priors i mean it just goes down the list we're talking about two guys that i'm i'm crossing my fingers on and, and i only bring them up together that way i technically speak i'm not jinxing them because i'm superstitious as hell josh doxson and uh junior collect together who is going to play more this season? Is Josh Doxson going to finally get on the field? I mean, I know he had a minute last year. Um, Junior Glett still, you know, what has he been on the team two, three years now and still never been on the field? Who's going to play more this season? Who are we going to see? Who are we going to be impressed by? I'm going to give an answer to this, but I also I think we should o- open this up as a poll to some of the, the, the listeners. Absolutely. That, sure. To get the, their input on this. So I'm going to say that Josh Dotson plays more. And I'm going to say this because they're both going to be healthy and they're both going to play, but just based upon the fact that they're going to move Junior Gallette around, have different people in, Josh Dotson's going to be in the field as our number two. So, And he's going to play more. So this is where I'm going to make my first bold prediction of the year. Bold prediction. I think uh, Dotson not only plays more, mm-hmm. I think he makes a Pro Bowl. Ooh. I think he's going to have a huge year, and I think a lot of people are counting him out. I, I think someone else said it. Um, Doxon is better than the receivers drafted this year. So, um, and he's better than the receivers drafted last year. In my opinion, he was the number one receiver off the board. So, you know, he just didn't play. He had a weird injury. It's gone. He's 100%. He said he wouldn't want to put a number on it. <laughs> but, you know, he's running around out there. Everyone's like, wow. And, and I think you're going to see that. For a guy of his size who runs the routes the way he does, fantastic. Well, we finally have something unanimous. For once here, we all agree it's Josh Doxson. Start ordering your jerseys now. Get your tattoo. Whatever you got to do. Please don't. Chief Margallo, <laughs> you, you, you uniting up? Is this a four-way hail? I'm still waiting to see. Oh, right. skeptic. Okay. This is why you don't get to talk all the time. <laughs> why we don't let you talk yeah. as much anymore. You, now go back to doing computer right. stuff. Go, go hit your computer. He, right. he invoked, uh, what is it, a uh, um, fifth element? Biggest question coming out of OTAs is, where is Matt Jones? And we have a new TV show that's actually going to address that. Matt Butterfinger Jones, originally from Tampa, Florida, age 24, 6'2", 227 pounds, University of Florida standout, was last seen at Ben's Chili Bowl, fumbling a bowl of chili. Did he clean up his mess? Who knows? He hasn't been seen since. Is he off studying new fumbling methods with the Buddhist monks? Is he attempting to master the fifth point of the five-point football? The answer doesn't really matter. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Matt Butterfinger Jones, please email us at comehellawaygmail.com. At comehellaway on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. We own everything, bitches. You know what's so interesting about this time of the season? Little bromance is in there, a little love, and we're we're shipping a couple of relationships we've been hearing about, like cousins and Pryor, Norman and uh, Schweringer. What are you guys thinking, Lonnie? Who who's the who's the hot couple of 2017? I'm gonna go Pryor and cousins, or I, I'm gonna call them. I want Cryer. Cryer sounds like a bad thing to call them, but it, I also like it too because it's funny. Cryer, Cherkel, 
Jaquel. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't really work, does right. it? Right. Well, we're working on If you have your ideas for the name of... Presence. Presence. I like that. It's like present. The prior cousins connection. So the prior and, prior and cousins, and this is going to be because I think that what is happening, what I, I'm speculating here, I'm, 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 I'm doing DC media work right now, where uh, I don't have any information, but I'm just going <laughs> to throw out a story anyway. The idea that they both have played the position of quarterback, there's so much conversation they can have. And now he's like, oh, but you're a wide receiver now. So I also speak your language and you speak my language. There's something happening there that I'm hoping gets built upon. And I hope that it really blossoms into a number one receiver, number one quarterback. And oh, by the way, Josh Dotson's also going to probably catch like 10 touchdowns by 1,200 yards. Next fall on the CW, Prior and Cousins. Um, just kind of bringing actually that up. And if anybody caught this, and I don't know if everybody's paying as much attention to the news as we are. Um, Cousins came out and straight up said that he was going, God, I love working with Pryor. I mean, in some ways, people were, you know, in DC media were like, oh my God, he's putting, he's shitting on Deshaun and Gerson. Um, but he just went off and could not stop talking about it. It's like so nice to have a receiver that knows. The offense, not just my receiver role is run out, take a left, and boom, catch the pass at the 10-yard line. Also, I think um, Pryor cares more about honing his craft, mm-hmm. or oh, at least outwardly so. Like then, it, well, Deshaun Jackson, you know, he'd do his own, own workouts, but he wouldn't show up to OTAs, and it was always a question of how committed he was to his craft, so on and so forth. You know, He's a good right. player. Maybe he could have been better, and maybe he was as good as he could have been. I mean, also, too, yeah, look at this, like, Deshaun doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. No, he doesn't. Terrell does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to. Yeah. So he has to do all the but things. But I think Cousins, to. I think to that point, is Cousins appreciates having someone who wants to learn, who wants to pick his brain, and back, vice versa. Back to what you said about the Pro Bowl. Cousins doesn't have an off switch. Yeah. He's going to play at 100% all the time. Doesn't matter. If we call him Cousins right now, we don't have his number. Uh, but if we call him right now, he comes over and we just play a pickup game, he's going to demolish us. Because he doesn't have an off switch. He can't just play I mean, normal. He, but even if he did somehow turn his off switch on, he would still demolish us. Right. Yeah, well, if, he, if, he, <laughs> okay, if we got look. him drunk and we said, here's a softball. We got him he would like- drunk, high, put him in a wheelchair, <laughs> right. tied one of his arms behind his back. He'd probably be better than all of us. But that's besides the point. This has been the come hell away torture hour. How to torture someone. Come hell away. The Saul hour. Secretly, we, Matt's we, been thinking of ways to do this. With how cousins. can I make cousins on the same level as me? What would, yeah. I, what would it take before we're on the same sports level? Hey, I have a championship softball team. L- bring it, cousins, for softball. All right, let's go. Right, right. I mean, not, not a not challenge a, thrown out there. Yeah. Well, you, did call- see that, uh, you did see that clip of cousins uh shoving that uh that referee yes. in a flag football oh, it was, game it was perfect my yes. man's intense okay. it was perfect He's very I, intense. I, I i take back my request for a softball <laughs> he, game with cousins he don't he don't he, yeah, yeah. He, he's so, serious so that being said yeah absolutely i think him and prior together because of prior coming into the nfl as a quarterback having to move over as wide receiver not only his knowledge set but on top of that just his want and desire yeah. to prove himself. You know, having, having other people around you that want that same stuff. Right. And it's almost like when he moved over, it's almost people going, hey, man, you can't play with quarterback. And that's got to hurt a little. So now you're extra motivated to be like, great, you don't think I can play with quarterback? I'm going to be the best wide receiver out there. And again, really, this is kind of one of the reasons why I'm, I'm totally not pushing the panic button. I haven't been at all this whole offseason like a lot of people have. is because I, I can see the plan in motion. They're getting players around people who all have similar ideals 
who want to get the same place, you know, and, and there's, I think they pointedly asked that stuff in interviews. I mean, why else go for prior? You know, I mean, everyone else had him as a question mark, you know, could other people have gotten him for a one year deal? Probably, but right. You know, he could have made more money other places. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you get him to work with cousins and I think mutually that was like, let's do this, you know? And, and what can you do in one year, especially, oh man, if you get cousins signed long term and then everyone else has got that in the, you know, out of their minds completely. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, so double combo question here then. If we're not shipping Norman and uh, Swearinger, even though they seem to be boys, and Norman came out this week and was going, you know, I just love finally having a safety back there. I know he's got my back and whatnot. It's budding. You know, <laughs> is it because, are we not shipping them because dating Norman is too much like dating that crazy chick that the sex is amazing, but she's insane? I feel like it's getting there with Norman and Swearinger. It's not quite there yet. Oh, it's it's new. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Not, not prior, prior and cousins are new, but it's new. But you could see that they're kind of fawning over each other already. Yeah. They're like looking at you know deep Intimate. gazes. Well, you know, it's like Trudeau and uh, Melania. By the way, I, <laughs> I will. <laughs> wow, we that got was, we we got yeah. somewhat political there. That was, was totally non political. Yeah. It was I, just a. I know, but know. I felt like the first person that would throw anything like that. I I did think it would be you. Yeah, I yeah. felt like you'd be the first person mm. to, to throw <laughs> in. I'm, I'm actually holding it back, but that's besides. Well, I know you are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> old, old, old sandbox jumper over yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Is I'm holding it back because I can live inside and play in the rules no, as good. the host. I figured it was non political enough. No, I mean whatever you want to say. Yeah, whatever. It's your world. Moving on. Okay, so so my my favorite bromance that that's been going on for a minute is is compton and foster you know you got the beavis and butthead thing right i, I love that I, I love how they keep going back and forth with each other on twitter if you guys pay attention to that at all yeah yeah um, I, I you know what brilliant like? is a hot dog I, a sandwich no or a burger no it's neither it's its own Why would thing. a hot dog be a burger? Like a burger is a is taco not a sandwich? I don't know. No, the answer well, is no. A hot dog is taco's its own got thing. a tortilla though. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid question. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> we're moving. Look, look. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the wheel, beating, punching Mika with my other hand, and going. <laughs> I'm driving this car here. We're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about so. That. It's dumb. Here's what we are going to be talking about: Norman talking shit. Des Bryant, Odell Beckham. Is Norman, do you guys know this? Norman was the number one most penalized player of last year. Go yeah. ahead and check me, Chief. No, no, no. I'm right. Well, you don't have the check. Game. We all know. No, yeah. We literally. Know. I think it was the Bengals no, game. No, I just wanted to waste his time and make him look up yeah. stuff for no reason. In the Bengals game, like literally, AJ Green was grabbing his hand and but, like making him slap is, himself is, in the face, and they called it every single time. Is this going to, is him talking shit going to help his game? Is it going to invite more penalties? Is it going to get him ejected when him and Odell Beckham get into a fight? The thought, and I heard, uh, who if was Odell it? doesn't get beat up by the, Evans, the kicking fence first? My favorite, you know, NFL personality Heath Evans, as all of you know, uh, was I'm like, assuming you're being sarcastic here. A hundred percent. Went on a little. You need to work on your sarcasm <laughs> for a second. I like you really don't like him though, right? No, yeah. really. Just to uh, chime in, Josh Norman with 14 pen- penalties last year, resulting in 104 yards of uh, of penalty yards there. And, and there were several others that probably weren't even call- or right. were declined. Yeah. And uh, actually, the most of them was that that. Uh, illegal use of hands called like, right. three times in that right in the Bengals game, the Bengals but, game right? but let's stay on topic is it going to help or hidden talking shit is it going to help hurt possibly get him ejected help it's going to help because the thing about it is like he he's not going to stop he's not going to stop playing the same intensity they you know we were watching the top 100 and um ricky gene was saying that like he 
he comes in to practice 100 percent and he leaves it. He never is. He's like a Kirk Cousin guy. He never, never stops, and it's not. So it's not going to hurt him. And the thing is, like you look at like when he goes against Odell Beckham, like Josh Norman's getting in his face, but like he's still managing to keep his composure to play the game of football. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's trying to get other guys off their game, and he right. is, yeah. and he's doing it right successfully. And, uh, and, and especially small minded Odell Beckham. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got too much bleach in that hair. <laughs> it's affecting your decision making. But he's going to. I think he's going to continue to bring it, and I think that's going to trans. I think what it does is it gives the defense. Look, we don't have to be that guy. That guy's that guy. He's the crazy guy, so we can be. We can just perform, and, we, and our mouthpiece is there. Well, so Heath Evans went on and was like, you know, garbage, garbage, blah blah blah. Um, he thinks he's going to be. You know, you're not going to get any benefit of the doubt this year. You know, Josh Norman, great job. And I'm like, well, first of all. Has he gotten the benefit of the doubt? Is that something he gets? No. I no. Okay. So no doubt along, benefit. Like it's. I, I don't really don't think he's concerned about that at all. They're not going to claw tighter than it's already. They, no. They see Josh Norman on the field. They're like, right. let's watch him. So that's that's happening. Second of all, the biggest misnomer I think it, the biggest misnomer here is is that he did this to talk trash at specifically Des or Odell or to basically start some kind of more war flame war. Look, it's May. It's May, people. Do you think Dez and Odell, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll hold on to it and put it on their poster, you know, during that week. But do you think they really give a shit about it right now? Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, no, they don't. Uh, I think it's more for himself to get him pumped, ready for the next season. Let's go. It's time to go. I got to I gotta put this on me, you know. And, and, and he's also setting the bar for his teammates. He's saying, look, I'm bringing you to this level. I'm putting us out there on a limb and saying we're going to be this good. And you guys better back me up. Right, and and that's actually what I was going to say is that, and uh, beautiful transition. You guys don't even know, just rolling all along. But <laughs> it's not a beautiful transition when you have to bring it up. Right. Um, but it could have been. It could have been, but I chose. I chose to point it out just to give myself prompts that it's You're just rolling so it. nice. It's like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> exactly. <English. laughs> I read everything on the teleprompter. <laughs> um, is that he? I'm he, Matt he <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, is that. I think what the nice thing about it is he does set that bar, that mark. We're going to play nasty. We're going to play mean. He knows he's got his boy Swearinger in there going to do the same thing. And so he's trying to create an atmosphere and an attitude for the team that then forces. It's almost calling We someone, haven't had it since Santana Moss or right, Clinton Portis. You know, right. I mean. Uh, and it sets an attitude that says, hey, you guys better step it up to my level. Yeah. You guys better be everybody else on the defense. They're going to be gunning for us. So either A, step it up, or B, you get your ass kicked because it's not going to be me. Because and back to your point, do I think that Odell Beckham over the off season was like, you know what? I really love Norman. No, those two hate each other. They hate each other before. They hate each other now. Yeah. He can't hate him anymore. It's not getting any better or worse. Yeah. You think Dez has any love for Norman? No. no, he's trying to. I think if anything, evoke something in the players, uh, the rest of the defense, to go. Shit, this guy's talking shit. We gotta back him up. He's our boy. Fuck. Right. You know, and they're then all of a sudden gonna have to step their game up too. I, and I, do it yeah. now because you got a lot of time before right. you get to there. So it'll die start. down by the regular season. No, I'm saying is. do it now so that everybody, you know, I don't I don't No mystery. Yeah. Well, I don't go out and start working out right before I play a game. No, I need to start working out five months before mm-hmm. I play the game to be in condition. Do it now so everybody can get that mindset and that attitude. Mental that, preparation. Right. Mm-hmm. And and start putting in the extra work, staying after practice, doing whatever they gotta do to get to that next level to back up what he's saying. And you look at the message from guys like like Kerrigan. Um, you know, to, to back up what Norman was saying, you know, and in a more extreme mm-hmm. manner, you know, we're, we're going to attack this year. 
Right. Maneski's defense is going after fee- people. We're going to hit people. Ryan Anderson is like, I, I hate the underwear Olympics. I'm going to kill people. That's right. what I want to do. Is, I want to throw out another thing, too. It's like, you know, I maybe I missed this. I don't think that Norman called out the Eagles wide receivers, which is going to be Alshon. <laughs> wait, wait, which is going to be Who at this they? point. Wait, wait. It, hey, wait a second. Wait a second. It's Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith are going to be the receivers Dorial over there. Doriel Green Beckham. They, they, they're, not, they're not slouches, but the thing is like, Josh knows I own fucking Des Bryant. I own Odell Beckham. Yeah, so he can say that. Was, so he's not saying right. things that are untrue. Yeah. He's literally saying, I own those motherfuckers. I got that. Yeah, I love that because, you know, a lot of people tried to quit back and were like, uh, well, you know, Des didn't, Des owned him in, in especially the second game, right? The Thanksgiving game, which I was at, by the way, and that's not what happened. You know, they, they moved him around a lot and you can see the stats, you know, basically what is the last three games, Norman and Des have played against each other, 12 targets, five catches, 38 yards, zero touchdowns. I mean, uh, Des, Des just a can guy. You own, just a guy. <laughs> can you own somebody more than that? I mean, three, that's a guy that's, that's, that's Des fucking Bryant, right? He's just a guy though. <laughs> You yeah. know? No, I. He's a baby I, I, back bitch. <laughs> 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 well, we'll summon this all up and kind of ending out the show here. Let me just kind of get a feel for your thoughts and everything. Is the D going to be better? Because honestly, I, I personally think the the it's offense, not even going to be close. It's night and day. The offense was amazing last year. We lost more because of the D than the offense. And the few times, and if you remember at the beginning of the season, the few times we won was the D showed up. Sewer Craven's, Craven's interception. There's a couple Norman's times. Norman's interception. Yeah. But those moments where the D showed up, that's when we won games. So D's going to be better, Mika? I think it's going to be night and day, huge difference. I'm not going to go. I'm thinking top 15. Top 15? Yeah. Top 10? It's possible. I, I want to wait till training camp. I hate mm. injuries. You know, that always All happens. Right. I'm going to knock on wood right. here. Lonnie, Lonnie, what are you thinking? I'm going to simplify it, and I'm going to ask you a question. And no. the question I'm going to ask you guys is... Bonnie Spain politics. Ask is, me a question when I ask him a question. Is Joe Barry still on the team? Is Joe Barry still the... Who um, is that guy? Actually, I don't Chief, know. Wait, Chief, it, Chief Morgallo, can, can you look, look it up? Joe is, is Joe still Barry still? The, I need to Google it. Give me a second. Is Joe Barry... You need, uh, you need so, to Junior Gillette? So, so <laughs> you need to Junior Gillette. I need, Google the, I need to Junior go, So, go, go so my, my, that's, that's all. That's that's it. It's like, we <laughs> when I look at the defensive talent, I'm like, if you are able to bring these guys, their talent together and bring it out, which it clearly seems like it's happening right now, that for me, I'm actually more questioning the offense this year because I'm, I have these questions about like receivers and running backs, things I'm not sure about. Defense, I'm like, look, you guys just do what you got to do. There's yeah. enough players on that team. Literally, we're stacked. We're stacked because we know what we're going to bring. I'm fine with the defense. I want to see what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I'll, call it. I'll say top 10. That's fine. I feel confident about it. Why? Because I, I just make wild claims sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm going with the D will be at 12. That's, that's where I'm going. It'll be just outside the top 10, but not by much. Uh, Top actually, five and four turnovers. Actually, actually here's a here's a second question I just thought of following up, and I'll answer it first, and then we'll go to you guys. Are they going to be better at stopping the run or the pass? I'm going with pass. Mm. I think they geared everything this offseason to stop the run. I think, uh, and you can say what you will about Bruce Allen, whether you <coughs> like the guy or not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan myself, but that's another time. Bruce Allen, to a man, according to everybody at Redskins Park. And it's been said numerous times through this offseason, was disgusted at that Giants game. We could not stop the run and we could not run the ball. Those are the two things they wanted to fix this year. And we went out to do that. I mean, we lost Baker, right? So everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, I love Baker. A lot of people love Baker, but that was one of his big defects was, you know, being able to suck up blocks or stopping people on the run. So we went and got McLean and McGee, and those guys are good for that, right? And then you add Jonathan Allen. 
And then you add Tom Sula, which is my favorite acquisition, as I said earlier, uh, of the offseason. And you just look at that guy. He loves football. And he, he gets other people to love football as much as he loves football. And that's the thing we've been missing the most, I think, for the last, yes, 20 years is coaches that coach people up. We've had guys that are coaches, but we haven't had guys that are good at coaching people up at positions. And now we've got that, and you're seeing that build through depth, and that's that's what we need. <coughs> Being able to have guys like if we lose a Kerrigan mm-hmm. for a couple games, but you could still throw in a Trent Murphy, a Preston Smith, you know, guys that aren't going to – Ryan Anderson, Colette who aren't going to necessarily drop off that much in production. They are. Mm. I mean, you, you're going to miss Ryan Kerrigan. Right. Right. Uh, My wife misses Ryan Kerrigan, but that's right. a whole other dream she thinks about. <laughs> Lonnie, um, Lonnie, are we stopping the pass or are we stopping the run? Uh, it's easy. It's easy. It's going to be, well, I mean, if both is an option, I would probably go there. But I'm going to go run. I'm going to go run for a lot of reasons, one of which is that it's so easy to pass in this league and we know that Josh Norman's going to get some penalties so it's it's passing's easy to do it's easier to do I'm going to go with the run because it's something where like you said we put a lot of focus into like really being like stop the fucking run and run the ball I also want to say I believe in another um my second bold prediction of the year I think we're gonna lead the league or be in the top three in turnovers this year oh oh, you you missed it when I said top five top five in turnovers turnovers. yeah we're we're gonna turn over we're gonna turnovers because you know what? Josh Norman is spreading that, and they're like, oh, you know, and you know he's being like, hey, man, I like how you went and made the tackle. Just do this, which I'm making a hammer fist motion, right. yeah, you radio, can't that. whatever. I'm making a hammer fist motion. Actually, looks like I'm jerking off, but uh, it could be both. It could be both, but in whatever way, that's he's saying, look, bring bring this and then get the ball. You made the stop, great. Give the ball back to the offense. That's going to be a focus, not just something that we happen to do because one player does it. This is a focus. Let's focus on getting the ball back for the offense. Yep. Chief Morgala, you got any last thoughts to throw in here? Oh, man, I'm excited. Yeah, they, I know. They, You're they're, pumped they're putting now. together a little team there. I know. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, now that the sunshine has officially come out of our ass, I guess we go ahead and, <laughs> and say thank you so much for joining us for yeah, our yeah, very yeah, first yeah. Come Hail Away podcast, yeah. the Redskins Away Game podcast. Uh, come Hail Away with us on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, some social media that hasn't even been created. We're, we're already on that. On shit that. We're on that right. shit too. Right. We're already <laughs> on it. Uh, you can email us at comehailaway at gmail.com. It's hail. It, first of all, it's spelled H A I L. If you fuck that up, that's on you. You shouldn't be listening to the show anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, you said I'm it. Basically, I'm talking to the Dallas fan who's like, I'm going to follow them so I can talk some shit. I, I H E E L. God, where are they? I was I was literally gonna be like, if that's the reason you're wrong, then stop listening. Stop you've you've you're good, bro. You know, you know the haters hate, man. They gotta they gotta get hate material to hate. Well, again, man, fuck you, Dallas fans. I wanna throw that in there. I don't care. It's first episode. Fuck Dallas fans. So right now Heath Evans is reminding himself how to spell it so They give Heath Evans too much to do. That's another anyway. Again. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> <Yes>. us <laughs> as we fall to pieces at the end. Yes. It was such a smooth show. Uh, we just ruined uh, it this, at is, the end. this is why you don't record when there is literally a pool party going outside of your house in LA and you're drinking and recording a podcast. Hey, this is the Come Hell Away podcast. Right. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, Come Hell Away is the official Drinking Redskins podcast. If the team doesn't make you drink, we will. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for the first episode. Hail to the Redskins.
Thank you. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. That head warmer is kind of nice. That head warmer, I like that. Talk His manners on full display, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins welcome the Packers on a blustery night. Looking for their sixth win in eight games. Throws it out to the right man as there's the big man, George Reed, all the way down to the Green Bay 15. 55 seconds to go. Hey, tight huddle. Hey, we're gonna, they're a nickel. We're going to pound the rock here and then get a timeout right afterwards, okay? What's that? Hands off to Rob Kelly. Through a hole to the five. Into the end zone. And the Redskins take the lead. Now we talk. Great job, Rob Kelly. Way to keep those legs turning. Rodgers in the shotgun. Empty backfield again. Redskins bring the blitz. Rodgers pumps. Looking, and Rodgers delivers it to Nelson in the end zone. He drops the ball, but they call it a touchdown. If Calvin Johnson in uh, Chicago a bunch of years back is not a catch, then how is that a catch? If Des Bryant's uh, catch in the playoffs a couple years ago isn't a catch, how is that a catch? After review, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. I just don't understand the rule, then. I just don't get it. Got to win in the third quarter. Take advantage of it. Yes. Push the tempo. Yes. Okay. Wait, John. Third and eleven. Kirk back to throw. He's going down the middle, looking for Crowder. He's caught at the five and is in. Touchdown, Redskins. Jamison Crowder. Hey, great pocket. Great pocket. Great, great pocket. Great pocket. That's that's so bad in practice. When there's no win, and then you drop a dime. Oh, no. He made a great catch, too. That's <laughs> a great throw. Inside give Rob Kelly. Redskins trying to push that pile, and they don't get it. They're going to come up short. They came out and measured. They're a foot short. It's fourth and a foot. Up five, and they're coming out to go for this, Chris. Listen to me. We're QB sneaking in here, okay? We're going to go on one. What's direction? QB sneak right. Pass back at six. What's that? QB sneak, and Kirk Cousins gets the first down. Gutsy call there by Jay Gruden. Wow. Let's go, man. Let's get a bunch here. Let's get a little chunk here. Here we go, man. Big drive here. All right, guys. Showtime. Sunch! No huddle by the Redskins. Cousins to throw again. Cousins going to go for all of it down the middle. Into the wind, the home run ball. Looking for Garcon, caught at the 30. The Haitian sensation is all the way. Man, great job. Great job. Good pocket. Kirk Cousins goes over 300 yards with that touchdown. Great job. Winner run. Winner break the tackle. I don't know, man. I wouldn't have got that ball 20 yards into this win. And then he pulled through the tackle. That was big. Ah, what a throw. Thank Great you, job. thank you. Wait, John! The shotgun. Feeling some heat. Here to go over the middle. Caught by Crowder at the 25. Breaks the tackle. Get another to the goal line. Yeah! It doesn't seem to have been much of a factor for him flowing into the win, which is amazing.